Have you ever made a decision that you know was beneficial for you? You chose to do something for yourself that deep down in your core you know was good for you. It was necessary. It was imperative. You needed to take action. Massive action. You needed to do something about something. And you did. And somewhere on that journey, is it remotely possible that you felt a little bit uncomfortable? Perhaps you allowed other people's perceptions and expectations of you question yourself. Question your decision for that matter. Is it possible that you felt a tiny little bit of guilt? Crazy, right? Well, we are about to talk. Hi there. My name is Cheryl Zecking. Today, I am talking and sharing with you on the topic, Choices, Expectations, and Consequences. How do we best manage these things? If you're anything like me, whenever you're faced with a decision, a life-altering decision for that matter, should be, you take your time. You analyze, you even overanalyze. You do what is called a cost-benefit analysis. You grab a white, crisp sheet of paper. You draw a straight line down the middle. At the top left-hand corner, you write pros, in caps. And on the opposite side, you write cons. You spend time developing and coming up with arguments for either direction. You pray, you fast, you seek wise counsel. You weigh your options. You even go a step ahead and conjure up all possible outcomes of your decision. And somewhere, after weeks, perhaps months, of serious deliberation, you gather a little bit of courage. Scratch that. Just enough courage to act. Boom. You shoot. You take massive action. You do what it is that you think you need to do. And before you know it, you find yourself walking, strolling on your chosen path. But my question for you today is, is it possible that somewhere, somewhere along the lines you have, or perhaps you're facing a little bit of discomfort? Is it possible that you have allowed other people's expectations and perceptions or perhaps even impressions of you dictate or even influence what you do and what you decide to the point that you are questioning yourself and you're dealing with things like, what am I doing? Where am I going to? Is it possible that those same expectations that have been placed on you externally are causing or creating just a little bit of doubt or guilt? Well, to make this less abstract, I am about to tell you a story. It is my story and so it is personal. If you know me, then you know bits and pieces of this story. If you do not know me, then I guess we are about to get acquainted. A couple of years ago, I decided to change my life. I went through that decision-making process I just shared with you, and I chose to end a marriage and embark on another journey. I embraced another relationship, one with myself, one characterized by self-discovery, healing, love, but more importantly, finding my purpose and living a fulfilled life.
I chose myself, my happiness, and my well-being. And I will tell you firsthand that it has been a beautiful journey. But I'm sure you knew there was a but coming. If anybody tells you that whenever you take massive action, whenever you change your life, that it is all rosy and smooth sailing, then they are lying. And in the spirit of being transparent and wanting to share and impact other people, especially women, I believe that it is important for me to share with you the moments when I felt uncomfortable and exactly how I dealt with them. I now realize that a lot of my discomfort and even the slight bit of guilt came because I was trying to manage, appease, and uphold different expectations. People's perceptions of me and their impression of me. I mean, how could I call myself a good, loving, and caring, perhaps fun person and mother if I was doing something that was considered bad, in quotes? Bad by whom, I may add, and that is something that I will address in a moment. I mean, I had to be selfish, even inconsiderate, to do this to my family and more importantly, to my children. I was struggling to reconcile who I am, who I was, my values, my beliefs with my actions. As I sit here today talking to you, I now realize that oftentimes as women, especially as mothers, whenever we are faced with a decision that requires us to prioritize our well-being and our happiness, we struggle We struggle not because we don't know what to do. We struggle because we are trying to manage different expectations that have been placed on us externally. We are quick to rationalize. We allow these same expectations of us by people dictate what we can do, what we should do, and what we should not do. Let me be clear. I am not saying that ending a marriage and getting divorced is good, in quotes, or bad, in quotes, for that matter. If you are a believer, the Bible says that God does not like divorce. If you're scholarly, then you probably have read and have heard of all the impacts or impacts divorce has on the parties involved. Yes, we talk about anxiety. Yes, we talk about depression. But do we talk about resilience, an improved sense of self, and adaptability? Right? We need to realize that the label that we give to things is heavily influenced by our communities, our cultures, and our society. It is very easy for us to quickly attribute one action as good or bad when we don't have the full details of what is actually going on and what is driving that decision. What qualifies one action as good or bad? In the terms of marriage and divorce, how do we define a good marriage? How do we define or who says that getting divorced is good or bad? Because I believe it is my humble yet firm opinion that oftentimes 
as people, as a society, our ability to categorize one action, in this case divorce, as good or bad is heavily, heavily based on who benefits from the outcome of that decision. Now, there are several things that we as people all agree on and frown on or upon as bad and unacceptable, right? Premeditated murder, um, rape, just to name a few. But for other things that are not necessarily black and white, where there is a big area of gray, is it so easy? An extreme example, if we're keeping in line with the topic of relationships, marriage, and divorce, and I say this is extreme, is a woman who finds herself in an abusive relationship. Again, I know that men also find themselves in an abusive relationship, but I'm talking about women today. If you're being honest, you know her. You've seen her. If nothing else, you've heard of her. Not once, not twice, multiple times. In that situation, for that woman who is trying to make the best decision, hopefully for herself and for her children, what is good and what is bad? She has probably or is probably hearing information that is diametrically opposed. On the one hand, there are people who are telling her that staying in the relationship is good, quote unquote, and that if she does these things, perhaps the abuse would stop or at least it will lessen and she needs to endure. And there's so much more that comes with that message. On the other hand, there are people who perhaps are telling her that she needs to take care of herself and she needs to protect herself and that she needs to be safe. In that scenario, again, being that this is an extreme example, because even in that example, there are so many nuances that I cannot address here right now and today. But at face value, in that example, is leaving good or is it bad? Who gets to decide? Like I said, and I will repeat, oftentimes our ability to categorize one action as good or bad is heavily based and influenced by who benefits from the outcome of that decision. And so being that I have felt uncomfortable, being that there were times when I have asked myself questions like, I say, what am I doing? Where am I going to? What will become of me? What will happen to my children? What will people think of me? I have gone through all of that, right? And I'm on the other side, or at least I'm a little further ahead on this journey, perhaps, than you that is listening to me. What are some things that have helped me and continue to anchor me? And I think that is what I want to share with you today. So I have about four things that helped me and I believe that would help you. Number one, remember, every time you're faced with um, opposition or doubt or you're questioning yourself, remember why you made the decision and exactly whom you made the decision for. In my opinion and in my story, I had to question myself and remind myself that I was making this decision for me. Who benefits from me choosing me? Who benefits from me being happy, from me being healthy, from me being whole? 
I do and the people around me, especially my children, will inevitably benefit from that. If I'm honest, this person sitting here today that you are listening to and perhaps that you know or have seen will not be here had I not made that decision. As I continue to heal and love and discover myself and find my passion and live my purpose, I believe that I can be light and I can be a great light not only to myself but to the people around me. Remember who and why you're making that decision. Number two, there's an African proverb that says, it is the one who lives in the house who knows where the roof leaks. Only you know and knows what is going on and only you know what you can handle. It is so easy to be swayed and influenced by people who don't have the full detail of the story or who use their own story to influence you to make a decision, right? You've heard of, I stayed, so stay, or I did this, so why are you complaining, right? People are using their experience to advise you, right? At the end of the day, you know what's going on. You know what you can handle. So make decision or a decision based on that information. Number three, more importantly, or perhaps the most important of all the things I have listed so far, count your cost. Whenever you're making a decision, especially hard decisions that have to do with your life, your family, and your children, take your time. Don't rush. If you remember my decision-making process, I talked about literally writing out arguments for either side, right? Praying, fasting, seeking wise counsel. Realize that this is something that is impactful. Whether you stay or you go, whatever you decide, don't take it lightly. But more importantly, realize that there are things that you know now that would help inform that decision. But then there are also things that you will uncover and discover along the journey. Are you ready to handle those things? How would you handle those things? Are you prepared? And being prepared means that you, one, know that or have a belief that you can handle those things. But more importantly, you have a system around you. That system I'll talk about in future episodes could be family, friends, coach, therapist, a community, people that can hold you up as you are making this decision and as you are getting prepared to embark on another journey. Again, count your cost. Don't rush. Have a system in place. Lastly, lastly, whatever you decide, whatever you come up with, make sure that you have peace about it. Peace for some people, or for all of us, quite frankly, shows up differently. For some people, it's a just a calm sense of being. And if, that is, if that's what works for you, then seek it, find it. But realize that to finalize and to conclude your decision, you need to have peace about it. Also, remember that once you have peace about it, you're trusting that you and God 
will be able to handle whatever comes your way. That everything will work out. That everything will fall into place. So long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other. At least that has been my journey and quite frankly, my testimony. As I made this decision with my life, if I'm being honest and I'll share in future episodes, there were so many things that I didn't know. So many things that were unclear, but I kept believing I kept showing up. Many times we want to see the entire path um, illuminated before we take action. And sometimes I am like that with some areas of my life. But with this particular one, or with most decisions, quite frankly, all of them, all you need to see is a couple of feet ahead of you. And trust, okay, one step forward. One step forward. One step forward. As you continue to take these one steps forward, eventually you will get to where you need to be. Okay? <clears throat> okay? I kind of lost my voice there for a second. But again, the premise of this message was how do you handle decisions? How do you handle manage the consequences of those decisions and expectations? Are you letting other people's expectations of you dictate what you should or shouldn't do and how to let go of that and how to remember that you are the focal point and the central point of your story, right? Everybody around you is living their life and living their story. Once you shift your gaze from them to you, I believe, or at least in my opinion, I believe that I was able to forge ahead and um, to live my life, Okay. So I do hope that this helps. I want to leave you with this, and I say this often, that it is my belief that you have to be fierce, you have to be fearless, and you have to be unapologetic in your pursuit of you. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Bye.